It's May, so you know what that means? We all get another public holiday? Star Wars Day? No! Jasper's Game Week Aussie Edition is right around the corner on May 15th to 20th, and I'll be there. So will I. Nice, me too. I'll be taking part in some cosmic horror helmed by Anthonym on Day 2, Game 2. Spooky. I'm playing D&D 5e Day 1, Game 1 with Ben from Chicken Salt Bays and Day 3, Game 2 with NVCDM. And I get to jump in with Michaela from Fate's Grip on the Monday for Game 2 and from with Sam from Awakened Fables on the Thursday Game 2 for some D&D shenanigans. You can come and join us in the chat during the game and wreak absolute havoc on the players with redemptions that will go to the Black Dog Institute to support suicide prevention and awareness in Australia. We hope we'll see you there, either playing or lurking away, causing chaos. Previously on Dungeons and Doctorates. The pile of books shifts. <gasps> there is a book avalanche <laughs> sliding like right in front of you. Children's picture book called The Three Little Halflings. Okay. All three of you have an incredible head rush moment. Like you've been dropped in a roller coaster and just got this huge like whiplash, stomach goes up moment. And you are not in the library. You are standing on a dirt road in a grass green field with the blue sky overhead. Oh, come on! And now we continue. Harold is just like doubled over slightly. Oh, that felt horrible. Ooh. And now, just you're right, mate. Oh, that made me feel a little sick, honestly. Oh, oh, oh. yeah. Hmm. This is like the rug all over again. I was going to say this has got to be like the third time, right? We've been transported somewhere. Was it? Did you Potential pick up that book, pissed. or was that me? I don't remember touching anything. I, there, I don't remember some, touching it either. Some books fell over. Uh, I remember three little halflings. Yeah. So as you stand in this beautiful, peaceful meadow, just down the road, uh, you see a little home built of straw uh, with uh, a halfling going about his business outside. I suppose Harold is the first to notice this uh, because of course he is. <laughs> um, what an odd material to build a... Is anyone else? Meredith would that look at that and totally recognise. She's just going to like pinch the bridge of her nose and just go... Ah. We're in a book. 
We're in the book. Sorry, what? We're in the three little halflings. What? <sighs> what? Like, Potentia looks actually confused by the idea that... Not the idea that they've been transported into a book, but the idea of this being a book. Because books you know to that- her aren't fairy stories. Um, Meredith, I reckon, would probably pick up on that that expression. Um, and she looks at Potentia and goes, you know the story, the one of, you know, the, the three halflings, one that builds the house out of straw, the other one builds the house out of um, wood, and then the other one builds the house out of brick. And then the two first ones get knocked down and the other one stays up. No, stop ringing. She Harold? she looks confused, but in it's like, it's like, okay, you've explained the plot, like I kind of get it, but I don't know this book. That kind Harold? of like, okay, you, I, sure. I'm not losing my mind. It's am vaguely, I? it's vaguely familiar. I, I seem to recall a version where it was kobolds who made the houses, though. Yeah, it's a it's a fairy story. It's a nursery rhyme. Right. A shadow passes overhead. Mm-hmm. Huge, with great big wings. Oh, what now? Mm. Well, you, you mentioned that there's a... You mentioned that something comes and destroys houses. Meredith's eyes, Why like, feel widen. Like that? And she's like, yeah, yeah, a dragon. And she looks like her eyes kind of go wide. And she looks at the other two and she's like, yeah, yeah, a dragon. Grimdith the Terrible comes in and blows all the houses down it's it's a dragon well that's wonderful uh well uh, let's not take a chance that this is some sort of dream i suppose i don't want to be blown away by a dragon i think we should find shelter maybe Uh, yeah let's go find the brick house like immediately uh i look around ben what do i beyond a straw house uh what is within sight line um well you do see further down the road there is uh, a house made of wood before the the road curves away uh, and you can't see where that leads. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can see like a, a bit of smoke coming out of the chimney. No forests or like nature uh, Well, there is, it, it, it's like rolling hills. Mm-hmm. It's very like halfling fields. Right. There is possibly a stone house further away you'd have to travel Potentia's just like sitting um, but thinking there is to something... herself about like how she could magically get us a nice piece of protection but it would take her 11 minutes to do there is something <laughs> very large covered in deep red scales mm-hmm. uh, with an enormous wingspan swooping in towards you uh I'm I'm gonna suggest Meredith before it before it even gets close enough, I would need Meredith to make a wisdom saving throw. Because she's the person who has the most knowledge of this, and this is going to hit her first. Oh, that's only a six. Um, you are frightened. I have advantage against mm. being frightened. Okay, Little brave halflings go bravery. Yes. That's a one. I'm lucky. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no. There we go. That's one. She's lucky. <laughs> Uh, 17. Okay. There you go. No. No? You are frightened. Oh. This is a DC 19 wisdom saving oh throw to become frightened. Okay. This isn't... This is 
a huge red yeah, dragon. Okay, okay. Um, Meredith looks at the other two, and mm. then she just kind of goes, "Run!" <laughs> and then like takes off down the path. Which way? Towards um, down, the straw house or away from the straw house? Down towards well, she the... She cannot um, run towards the dragon. But the dragon away from the dragon. Towards the straw house. The dragon is up. The dragon is... Oh, okay. It's kind of coming like in behind us. In so towards. I'm running down towards the path that presumably leads away towards a wooden house and she's just going to, like, book it straight past the straw house. She's not even stopping. She's going to, like, run straight oh, yeah, past no, the straw house? Oh, yeah, no, she knows okay. the story. She's not stopping in, at the straw house and she's, like, waving at the guy at the halfling standing outside and is like, this way! Come on! <laughs> Yep, so you you wave at a Finlos, Finlos River Hollow, the round-cheeked, um, you know, rosy cheek, wide smile, whole, like halfling who's like waves at you, like looks a bit confused, hasn't seen you around, uh, and then Harold, and potential, are you following Meredith? As she runs, yes, but as I run, I am yep. buffing myself <laughs> by casting Mage Armor yep. on myself. Because squishy wizard. Okay. All right. Well, Finloss, uh, he sees the dragon coming and he takes shelter in his home. Um, I don't think we'll catch up with him mm-hmm. for a while, but we'll follow the three <laughs> of you as you run down the road to um, Airy River Hollow's home. Um, he's a halfling with a bit more of an angular face, uh, like sharp, sharp cheekbones, um, a bit of a serious expression. Uh, hi, I don't think I've seen the three of you in the meadow before. Meredith, like, runs up to him and, like, grabs him by the shoulders and goes, Massive dragon, need to go, now! <laughs> Quick, take shelter in my home! It's made nope. of wood! No, 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 we need to go that way! That way, that way, that way! That's just where my brother lives, you don't have to... No, it's not, it's gonna get... No, here is safe enough, and nope. he, like, runs inside. <laughs> and then she, like, turns around to the other two and goes, We need to go! I agree, uh, I don't think... It doesn't matter. I will explain later, and we we'll keep, we can keep going. Um, can I point out that I will slow to a slightly slower than my full pace run because otherwise we're going to leave Meredith behind. <laughs> we have a faster speed than uh, she does. Yeah, because mm, halfling. Mm, mm. So I am matching her speed. I know, not uh, going my full speed. Uh, Meredith, you can make another save on your turn. So DC nineteen. Oh, that's not going to happen. I only oh, have. Do you have advantage of? <sighs> I have advantage. Yes, it is. I believe in you. I believe in you. You have advantage. Okay, so that's a five and six. Still frightened. You can't do it. (laughs) Still afraid. Still running. As you continue to run in the background, you just, like, feel on the back of your head this, like, wave of warmth, and then just you see smoke over the hill. Meredith, like, makes this noise in the back of her throat. Because, like, Mm -hmm. this is a nursery rhyme for her, right? Like, this is... Probably like pulling up a whole bunch mm. of childhood. Like you know how sometimes like those sorts of stories can really mess you up. <laughs> and she's just like, I never realised just how scary this mm. would be. Like there's a there's a house that's being destroyed, and then these people they don't. <laughs> and she's like still running. <laughs> uh, as you continue to run down the path and around the hills in the meadow, you come across a finely built stone home uh, and standing in the doorway is a halfling with a bit more of a square solid looking face, prominent jawline and a very stern expression 
Who are you and what are you doing here? There's a big dragon. It's following us. Can we, please, you got to help us. Uh, sh- sure, quick, inside. And we all just, like, barrel in. Um, he's wearing, like, a simple brown tunic, uh, lots of pouches on his belt, and his home is not particularly, de- like, decorated, but it looks sturdy enough in here. Um, you come inside and closes the door and, like, slides a bolt across. Uh, can I get you some tea or a biscuits? I've got some some scones, I think. And what's this another Meredith dragon? Is just going to ignore all of that. Yeah, I think Meredith is just going to ignore everything, which is saying something because she's ignoring food. Just want to point that out. Um, and she runs straight uh, to the window and like presses her face against it to see if she can see the dragon. You see another like smoke cloud from roughly oh. where the, the wooden house mm-hmm. would have been. Uh, you know, I think scones would be lovely, don't you, Potentia? Potentia's just like what looking between Harold and Meredith at this and point. Harold, Harold is, Harold is like, like tilting his head towards Meredith as if to say, scones would be great, wouldn't they? Who cares about food? There is a massive dragon on its way. We all need to like duck down and, and hide and. <sighs> Meredith, look at look at me. And Meredith, like, turns around and you can see, like, full-blown panic. She's, you know, having a panic attack, I think. Look at me, Meredith. Yeah. We're in a story. You remember how the story ends? Um. But she, like, takes a really deep breath. Yeah. Um. But the others are supposed to be here. They're supposed to be taking shelter here with... With... Where are they? They're not here. Well, uh, let's not quibble over details, but... uh... You see, poking through the windows, two halflings, a little bit scorched, knocking on the door, knocking on the window. Uh, And Koffer runs over, unbolts the door, and his two slightly singed younger brothers walk in, and he closes it behind them. Okay. Okay, they're here. That's good. Um, so the story, the story, she like takes a, a very deep breath and you can see that she's trying to like get her panic under control. She's like, the story goes that the dragon tries to, to knock the stone, ha- the, the brick house down. The um, but the, the brick house, house is, uh, but the brick house is built too well and it doesn't, it do- Huh. Little halflings, little halflings, let me in. Or I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll burn your house down. Uh, we're safe. We're safe. We're safe in here. It doesn't. It doesn't fall down. It doesn't fall down. It doesn't fall down. It doesn't fall down. Oh. Um. Since we've gotten inside, can I be casting Lehman's tiny hut? Yeah, you can cast Lehman's tiny Please. Uh, Remind us again what that does. So it's a 10-foot radius immobile dome around me that remains stationary for the duration, but it ends if I leave its area. But nine creatures of medium size or smaller can fit inside the dome with me. Um, And it is 
Spells and other magical effects can't extend through the dome or be cast through it. Uh, creatures and objects within the dome, when I cast the spell, can move it through it freely. So I would have basically come in, put myself in a position where Meredith was like just inside of 10 feet from me. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Okay. Tried to like group everyone up. Yeah, you can be. Have, you can have been casting that. Thanks. Um, the front of the house, uh, through the windows, is lit up with fire, and there's a heat wave that kind of emanates through the the stone that starts to heat up. How long has it been since we arrived? Because I can't do anything. Like I, this is going to take me eleven minutes, so I'm casting as fast as I can. Okay. So we'll say that it has been nine minutes since you first got here and started casting the spell. Cool. Then I'm still casting because I have another two minutes to go. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Meredith, the three halfling brothers gather around you. Mm-hmm. It's okay. We're safe in here. Mm. Fin- the, the two, the two singed halflings. Yes, Koffer, he he's patient and deliberate and he he knows how to build a home. We took shortcuts. Mm-hmm. I know, I know. The room is heating up, but you're still, you are safe inside. Okay. Everything's fine. Is this is how the story goes. Give me We're in the safest a place in the story. We're in the safest place in the story. Wisdom saving throw with advantage. Six. Oh, come on. Fourteen. Okay. It is still a dragon. It is still pretty terrifying. Yeah, I'm still, like, huddled in a corner. Uh, Potentia, at your leisure, the spell can go off. Once. Yeah, basically, at the end of that 11 minutes, the spell goes off, and what I would like to also do is um, make it so that it is opaque from the outside because it like I can the Mm -hmm. dome is opaque from the outside but it's transparent from the inside so we can see out if we choose to do so Mm -hmm. Um, and I but I would like to sort of dim the lights in it so it gets to like Meredith in her dorm cozy levels does that make sense you're making a sensory quiet room for her I am making a sensory safe space for the overwhelmed little halfling. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. Um, but also because I know that that will calm her down regardless of anything else. Like. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, inside the dome, Lehman's tiny hut, you are safe from the flames and it is cooler you can see through the the dome that like the, the stones on the front of the building are starting to glow with heat. Um, little gouts of flame are coming through where the, there are gaps in the, the mortar. Um, but you feel no heat and you are removed from that situation. And the three halfling brothers, Finlas, Eri and Korfa, they gather around and like hold hands we'll be okay 
It'll be fine. The dragon will leave. Uh, how long does this dome of yours last, Potentia? She just looks across with a smirk. Eight hours. Oh, or until oh. I leave. It's entirely up to me, really. Hmm. That's pretty neat. How long do you think the patience of a dragon is? Don't know. It depends helping. on if the dragon thinks he's won or not. Hmm. Nice. Eventually, the dragon grows tired of trying to burn down the home. And you hear the wings flap as it flies away. Just for some clarity for the players, uh, Potential's goal was to create a safe space inside what was becoming an oven. So Mm. it was less about... Because she knew that the house wasn't going to fall down. Therefore, Mm. the dragon was going to get bored anyway. But she didn't want them all to die of being baked alive (laughs) in the stone Which I appreciate. Yeah, Certainly nicer solution than my emergency plan, which was to put water in here everywhere. (laughs) Which would have been great for about... A minute until it turned into steam. <laughs> and then <we're> steam! <laughs> so, yeah. so Harold's goal is to steam cook us all. The dragon's goal <laughs> is to oven bake us all. And my goal <laughs> is to not have us all die. Good to know. And Meredith's <laughs> is to panic in a corner. Harold just wanted to turn this place into a sauna. <laughs> have some towels, be real chill. Super relaxing, uh, quote unquote. Yeah, um, also, just for clarity, uh, any objects that... Any people who were in there when I cast it can move freely in and out of it. So if the three little halfling brothers needed to go and get tea and scones and things and they were further away, mm-hmm. they yeah, can but, do that. Okay, yeah, haven't told them that yet. They would have gotten teas and scones and things. Yeah. Basically, we're making a blanket fort inside mm. a tiny hut. Feels like what we're mm. doing. <laughs> Can we hear things going on outside whilst we're in the hut, or uh, does it require a lookout of sorts to sort of stick the head out every now and then? I think you can, we can see. see. We can see. Oh, it's okay. transparent yeah, from the inside um, out. We can't... Um, I don't know that we can, like, feel out. It, the a- atmosphere inside the space is comfortable and dry, regardless of, quote-unquote, the weather outside. Mm, My assumption was that detail. the weather would also include the flamey dragon breath. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Which apparently yeah. it did. Yeah, it's a neat detail that science. Um, <laughs> fire is weather, right? Right? Yeah. It's temperature. I mean, yes. all weather is fire from the sun, heating up our hey, planet's atmosphere, generating weather. That's true. I would argue that snow is not fire. <laughs> um, and rain is not fire. They are caused a lack, a lack by of heat. And there is a yeah, small I would say all weather is contribution. Heat. I don't know that I would agree from, that all weather is fire. There's the a small contribution use. from the cosmic background and cosmic rays and other little bits and bobs yeah. from the universe. But and also, I will grant you anyway. that all weather is fire, kinetic energy. How's that? All weather is kinetic energy. We'll <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and state and state and phase change. There you go. <laughs> How do we um, simplify weather and yet confuse everybody? We will everybody. concede. All weather is Uh, Harold will say, um, so that was interesting. I don't mean to put a downer on our little victory, but in my experience, fairy tales are part of a compendium, typically. How do you you mean, Harold? Because Bedentia still doesn't know this story. 
she's just uh, kind of gone. Well, oh, there's a there's a stone building, and we're on the inside, and everything is going to get covered in dragon fire. This seems bad. Well, we we sort of seem to have gotten trapped inside a cautionary tale for children. And the thing is, these stories are usually rather short, which means they're often uh, bound into volumes that contain multiple such stories. Can Meredith think back to the title of the book, please? Uh, the title of the book. Is she... Yeah, has she um, calmed down like enough to remember the title? Yeah, with, like, is it with the dragon the three gone, little halflings and of, other stories? With the dragon gone, <laughs> the, the source of fear has been removed. Um, dragon, okay, great. dragon gone plus blanket fort equals yes. calm Meredith. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Um, but was it the three little halflings or was it the three little halflings and other stories? <laughs> it was the three little halflings. Okay, cool. Um, it was... Oh, thank you. Um, thanks, Potentia, for the, um, the hut. Um, oh, that was... Um, Oh gosh, that brought back a lot of childhood nightmares. Um, oh, from memory, um, the the title of the book was just the Three Little Halflings. Um, it wasn't it wasn't the Three Little Halflings and other stories. It wasn't a, um, a, a like um, fairy tales for children kind of deal. It was it was one story. I think I think um, unless unless there's some sort of weird spell that we're We've activated that'll drop us into another book in a few seconds. I think I think we might be okay. I don't. I mean, okay is relative. Um, why does this keep happening? I. I mean, we were I in a magical know. library reading a bunch of magical books. I know, books, but like, so. none of us picked up that book. It just like literally dropped into my hands. Yes, but we also know that there are pixies in the library. So, yeah, that's who true. Who knows what mayhem they would choose to have us undergo? That's that's true. It would be folly to assume that we're friends now with them, although they've been helpful to me in the past. Uh, that's a long story. Um, okay, well that does actually make me feel a little better because I was worried we were sort of going to live through a number of scenarios here. Um, uh, I mean. If there was a way in, presumably there is a way out because people tend to work that way when they enchant things, don't they? The three halflings are looking at you like, like eating scones, looking quite confused. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, Potentia's going to like flick her eyes back to them and just say, Sorry, uh, Thank you for your hospitality, and um, I appreciate it must be strange having three people you don't know running down a path pursued by a dragon. She sort of, as she's saying it out loud, her brain is going, that is a weird series of events, actually. But um, we're we're travellers to this area not exactly intentionally. Ah, that's fine says the oldest brother. Yeah, that's, I mean, and the youngest brother kind of has this, like, glazed look on his face. It actually seems very familiar. The middle brother looks... Yeah. Just a weird deja vu. 
Mm-hmm. And then, like, oh, all, no, all three you. of them kind of, like, snap back. Scone? Scone? Huh. I'm going to be very you, upset. Why don't you stay for just a few minutes, have a meal with us, and why don't you tell us a tale? Oh, no. I'm going to be very upset if we each have to learn some kind of personal quality to get out of here. Meredith clearly needs courage. Who knows what we might need? Hey. Ah. Uh. Uh, I'm not commenting. Kate has a great comment that she wants to make, but Potentia can't because she doesn't know this story. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. That dragon is literally from my nightmares. No, I, I don't. I don't blame you, Meredith. I'm just extrapolating how these kind of tales tend to play out. Um, I'm just a little ooh. bit concerned by what that guy just said. He said that it felt like deja vu. Yes, that does imply that they sort of live this day over and over again. <gasps> exactly. See? Mm. Yeah. Now, now, you're, now you're picking up. Uh, this reminds me a lot of the, 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 the story of the day of the land shark, where someone repeats the same day over and over and over again. And she sort of hangs her head in her hand like this is a story that she does not enjoy but potentially mm. a sibling does and therefore has watched it too many times or heard it told too many times. Huh. Yeah. I was kind of afraid you were going to say that. I can't help but shake the feeling we're going to go straight back to the beginning. Right. So, hmm, presumably somebody... Uh, Obviously, every version of this book isn't enchanted like this, right? Because otherwise, children would be getting sucked into fairy tales all the time. It must be something specific to this copy of the book. Does anybody? Re- I mean, I don't. Why? I don't even remember why the book was on the table. It, it seems to be sort of inconsequential to what we were researching. Does anyone remember anything about the book? I mean, I wasn't there. F- to have any memory of it, so no, I can't say that I do. Can I make some kind of memory Which book check was this, then? Sorry, the, the, the book we're in, Three Little Half. Oh right. Mm. Can I make some kind of check, Ben, to sort of see if I remember seeing the book before we were? Yes, give me a history check. Okay. Uh... Oh, that was almost okay. Can but I do it the same? Ten. Yes. <laughs> I'll do the same? Yep, do the same. Yeah, just a 10 for me. Oh, that's a one, but I am lucky. That lucky feat coming in clutch 15. Today. Um, it was definitely not in the pile of books you had when you were doing your research. Mm. I don't remember it being anywhere near, anywhere near any of the books. I've never seen that before. Right, so the book either fell off a shelf or... Hey, Ben. Or... Uh-huh. Sorry, quickly. Um, is, did, did that copy of the book look familiar? Like, was it something that Meredith would have seen? Or was it a different edition? Or, like... Um, hmm. What did you roll for your history check? You rolled... 15. It looked far older than mm-hmm. any edition you Like, it looked like it was... You've seen probably growing up several versions of this book 
and they've always been kind of mm -hmm. cheap re like prints of these books um, but this was like a yeah leather hardcover like embossed mm -hmm. like very, like mm -hmm. this is the nicest version of this book you've ever seen okay like i don't i don't remember that book being anywhere near any of our piles but it did look weird like i've grown up with that that book i've seen it everywhere growing up as a kid and and you know living around halflings like it's it's a really common bedtime story and and i've seen so many different versions of it but never anything like that like that looked really expensive and old i've never seen anything like it hmm well the elder scrolls would tell me that the fancier something is the stronger the enchantment that you can put on it Harold wouldn't know that, obviously. Um, uh, I mean, is it possible this is the original? First edition, you mean? I mean, people tend to commemorate the first edition of things in sort of ostentatious bindings, don't they? I mean, they do, but they don't normally make it so that the book eats you. True. Hmm. I mean, so ha ha fairy tales normally get resolved when people learn something, right? Do we have to learn something? These stories normally have some sort of parable nature to them, right? You know, you sort of, you learn some kind of moral or character building type well, of thing. What is the moral of this one, Meredith? I don't well, know it. The moral so of this one is to take your time and to to build not to rush and not to cut corners right the stone house being well built uh, yeah and from hard work is the one that the withstands straw, the dragon fire yeah the straw one gets burned immediately the wood one gets burned immediately and then the stone house lasts and she turns around to the other three and goes right um, they nod. The three brothers, they nod. They uh, walk up to you, Meredith. And the youngest brother, the first halfling, says, I thought it would be quick and easy, but it wasn't very sturdy building my house of straw. The dragon's wings almost blew it down before the fire got there. The mm. second brother says, I built my house of wood, which was sturdier than Finlow's straw house. But when it breathed fire, my house caught a light and it wasn't safe from the dragon. And the third brother, the older brother, looks at his two brothers and said, I built my home of bricks and mortar. It stood, it stood firm against the dragon's fire breath. Mm. It took longer to build. She points at the three of them and turns... And I have not had as much time to decorate. Hmm. But... It is sturdy. She turns from the, the halflings back to Harold and Potentia and, like, jerks a thumb back at them and goes, See? And, like, shrugs. Hmm... 
But you said you've had a feeling of deja vu. Meredith, you feel lighter. It's like floaty. Mm-hmm. She like puts both hands out and goes, what's that? The, the, Do you guys like, feel that? The half things are holding your hands. So you aren't like floating away, but you feel like yourself like lifting up slightly. Grab the, I, am I floating? Are you sure you're not just hungry, Meredith? You, you need to eat some scones. <laughs> you know what they say, you're not yourself when you're hungry. <laughs> nice. You're welcome. <laughs> Not spawn. Maybe? And she, like, lets go of the hands and reaches out to grab a scone. Does anything happen when she lets go? Um, you don't go anywhere, but you reach out and, and pick up the scone. Um, it feels mm-hmm. warm in your hand. It smells good. Stone baked. <laughs> Won't you stick around and just tell us a quick story before you leave? We're big fans of stories. Come on, uh, Meredith, you're a bard. Okay. You're good at stories. I am. Is there a story that she would um, immediately gravitate to? Um, like, is there another fairy tale that I might be able to tell? I think there might be some danger here. Um, you get the impression that they are after something from the heart. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be long, but it's something that needs to mean something. And your companions can, can chime in as well. Meredith, you've... Um, because her cloak is one where she's had to read a bunch of stories, right? Like, this is a thing I know because I was yeah. there when she bought it. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Meredith, surely something that... Um, that you have you have had... You've read recently. You've been devouring books like nobody's business. Oh, yeah. No, Meredith is a thousand percent going to be able to come up with something. It's more, can Joe come up with something? That's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> so, um, I mean, or you could speak of one of our adventures. Uh-huh. You could. If you, if you, yeah. if Joe, if you are struggling to think of something, I'd let you roll a performance check and you can have okay. Meredith actually let's do that yeah tell a tale but I want to know what is the story yeah because like, I think I'm putting too much pressure on myself yeah, so you, don't, it's gonna, you don't have to come I'm, up with something I'm just, just not give gonna me like, like, what is it about you don't have to yeah, tell yeah, yeah. a story what's it about okay um, I think I want to tell the story about the um, the books with Potentia and I when we um, met the the fox oh, cool. people okay yeah. I saved your life yeah, okay. exactly. I think I want to tell that story. Um, so I um, just want to know what is the give me th- three key moments from the story, and what um, is the like, so, theme? Oh gosh, you've got to be you're testing me. I think theme's going to be friendship. Um, I think she's going to put some emphasis on Potentia giving her the ring. Um, I didn't give it to you. I stuck it on your finger. No, I know, but you know what I mean. Um, And how grateful she was for that. Um, And I think this is going to be Meredith's way of explaining to Potentia that, you know, she sees her and she does understand, but she's just... This is just her way of relating and, like, her way of... Yeah. She cares for people through, through, like, actions and... You know, showing things rather than like words, I guess. 
sometimes. Acts of service, um, not terms of endearment. What was that, sorry? Acts of service, not terms of endearment. Hell yes. Um, yeah, and she's going to tell that story, but I think she's also going to um, focus on in a lot on, you know, the mother's love for her child as well. Okay. Um, which also informs Harold that there were some fate walking around Feramustus doing stuff, which he possibly didn't know about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, with with your uh, and roll, roll me a performance as well. I would assume it also okay. like the story finishes with the um. Oh no! Store. I got an eight. Mm. Um, it like hovered over the nineteen and then like tipped over. Mm-hmm. So annoying. So you don't particularly tell it well it's more of a like a recounting of events and less of like a story because you are like making it up on the fly she's still like she's got the hangover of the um of the being terrified by the dragon Mm -hmm. and the childhood trauma coming back i think yeah she's having an off time yeah exactly um so it's not a particularly masterful telling of that those events um but it's enough that the the three brothers like look at each other an earnest story of friendship coming together to solve trouble and problems. It wasn't my best story, but yeah. Each of them reaches into their pocket and they go to put something into your hand. Mm-hmm. She reaches out for it. Um, and they put something in your hand and close your hand over it. You feel three objects in your hand. And then... The three of you feel this whiplash stomach pulled down and you are back in the library. Uh, standing mm. around this very fancy version of the three halflings, three little halflings. And Meredith, you open your hand and there are three small intricately carved figurines. Uh, a a figurine that seems to be made of straw, a figurine that seems to be made of wood, and a figurine that seems to be made of stone. And the figurines are all... What are they? um, They represent the the halflings that you have just met, and uh, they seem to have some kind of magical energy in them. Hey, Potentia. Can you... Look at these. Um, yes, there is a vibe of, like, that. These things, like, a figurine made of straw shouldn't be intricately carved. Like, it, it, it looks like it's made of straw, but somehow it's also carved. Like, it's... It, and, like, the, that is odd. Um, and the resemblance to the three halfling brothers is uncanny. Uh, I mean, it is, like, stylized and miniaturized, but, like, you can kind of get the info, like, oh, yeah, that's the one with the angular features, that's the one with the more square-cut jaw. It's kind of round, chubby-cheeked one. Mm-hmm. There is some, there is some magic here. Do you, do you know what these are? I would suggest they are a gift to remember the story itself, but I can perhaps another day have a more in-depth look 
for you, if you would like. Okay. Um, Harold specifically, give me a history check. 22. Okay. Nice. Um, your love of adventuring and your knowledge in those periodicals, you've heard about, like, magic books and people getting sucked inside and then, like, mm. is it real? Did it really happen? But then there's often, like, something that indicates it was a real event. Mm. And those, those items generally have some kind of power. Um, mm. And uh, they don't often come in sets of, of, you know, three or two or whatever it might be, but they... The fact mm. that there's a set of three tends to like indicate they are linked in some way. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I mean, I've I've sort of heard of. I don't know, like people getting transported somewhere and coming back with items. They tend to have some sort of specific power related to the event themselves. Maybe. Maybe they could be used in some way. Uh, in the future. I would keep hold of them. I mean, it's not every day you get sucked into a book. No, that was... That was a lot. It's not every day you survive a dragon inside a tiny hut inside a stone house, Meredith. Inside a book? No. Inside a library? (laughs) I mean, now I'm not actually in imminent danger. Inside a city. Yeah. I mean, now I'm not in imminent danger of death. It was all actually quite, uh, quite cool in a way, I suppose. You know, sort of a tale to tell, I suppose. That's... Yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, Meredith, when you were a child, wouldn't you have given anything to be part of one of these sort of adventures? Reading these books and the fantastical nature of them. I mean, I think so, but actually being a part of it and wanting to be a part of it, two very different things I'm beginning to realise. Well, quite, yes, but, hmm. There's a lot more panic involved than I thought <clears throat> there would be. Well, uh, I, I don't think anyone can be blamed for having such a reaction to a, a giant red dragon. You guys seemed all right. Uh, you know, I think we were just... Outside 120 feet and I didn't make them make a feel safe. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, after after you went running, Meredith, I think we just didn't have time to think about the dragon so much as making sure that you were okay. Uh, really. Yeah, Sometimes it's just luck, Meredith, about who fear can take the heart of. <sighs> no, you're very right. It's okay. She, like, shakes herself a little bit and then looks back at the figurines in her hands and is like, well, should we keep these all together or do we each want to carry one or? I think you should keep them, Meredith. Potential, what do you reckon? They feel like a set. It feels wrong to break them up. Okay. And she, um, like, opens up a little pouch on her vest, I guess, and, like, pops them in. Perhaps given what has happened it might be pertinent for us to not remain here after a scare like that Meredith perhaps you might like a stop <sighs> by five pies and a pancake on our way back to I our am... respective residences yeah I would really love that 
I'm so tired. <sighs> I don't know whether to be disappointed or pleased with the day. You know, we didn't make much progress in the research department, but uh, oh, I that don't little know. diversion. We worked, out, we worked out that the scabbard doesn't match the sword. We worked out where that's likely from. She's listing off her own achievements, like her, the things that she has done like in the short period of time she was there while you guys had been researching. And you you said goodbye to Rafi after helping him out. I'm not saying that. No, but like the three of you came mm -hmm. down to the library and... Mm. Oh, yeah, I'm not saying that. But... Mm. <laughs> Potentia did more than that, but that's was okay. That... <laughs> we, did, we did do that, didn't we? Oh, gosh, it really doesn't feel like we did that today. My brain is just filled with dragon. Hmm. Oh. Sounds like you need some sugar. Should we go and get some food? Yeah, I really do. Well, it has been a little while since uh, we mildly embarrassed uh, Michael, so I'm, I'm up for five pies. Mm. Oh, that sounds so good. I could really go for one of their blueberry danishes right now. Or even, like, a big stack of pancakes with maybe some, like, fruit and maple syrup and, and, and maybe, like, some clotted cream or something. Well, oh, Meredith's listing this, I'm going to put the sword back in the scabbard if it's not already and hand it back to Harold. But again, wiping my hands like that's the, the feeling is not gone of the anti-magic scabbard and she does not like it. She does not want to be anywhere near it. And I don't know if I want a coffee because um, I, I do kind of want to sleep tonight and I maybe like one of those hot chocolates but with like oh, a bit Fades of chilli in it. That would be really good. <laughs> Thank you.